You're listening to the SCF Youth Podcast. On this show, look. <laughs> 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 just keep On it. this episode, <laughs> Jeffy and I uh, have fun this week with no plan, no direction. Uh, we should talk life and what small groups can be. Did you did you say Jeffy? Jeffy. Yeah. I, think, I think you said Jeffy. This is what happens when you're not in the office for two weeks. Enjoy the episode. This week, um, I've been out of the office for two weeks. Jeffrey's been out of the office for two weeks. I just decided to get lunch with him and make him do this. It's not even his work day. Um, so here's how we're going to do the podcast this time. I'm going to ask Jeffrey some random questions. He has no idea oh, what's going no. on. Um, it's not going to be that bad. Okay. So I'm just going to ask things like, um, you know, you're, you're the intern now. Yeah. You started SCF when? SCF or yeah, like coming to SCF. How how old were you? Um, I was in utero. My mom was pregnant, working in the nursery. Could you have made that more awkward? <laughs> no, um, I don't know how. I mean, I've technically been going here since before I was born. Okay. So I grew up. I grew up through the Wild Kingdom ministry. Grew up in was youth it, ministry. Was it Treasure Island back then? That sounds really familiar. Because there was a time where Wild Kingdom wasn't called Wild Kingdom. It was called Treasure Island. And, like, huh. deep down inside being a pirate fan, I wish I was here for that era. Oh. Um, Just because it was themed that way. That's awesome. If it was, it would have been when I was, like, three. Because I always remember it being Wild Kingdom. And so it yeah. might not have been. So then that would mean in sixth grade you started in the middle school group. Yes. Um, in sixth grade you started on... Thursday night small groups. Yes, led by my dad and Andy Westby. So that was sixth grade for you? Yeah. Okay, because I didn't know when Andy came in. Um, So seventh grade, I come in, Mm -hmm. and I observed that group and those leaders, and that's where those guys became my mentors as well, was Mm -hmm. watching that. And here's where I'm, I'm leading to. Okay. That year, that seventh grade year for you on Thursday night small groups, there are some discussions that I still remember having with you, um, observing with Joel and Jeffrey talk, or Joel and um, Andy talking with you. Um, What are your favorite memories from that seventh grade, sixth grade, eighth grade era with that? That's tough. That's a tough question. The first thing that comes to mind is We'd play this game, this card game. Oh, the was, fashion one. Yeah, trendy. Yeah, middle school boys small group playing a fashion themed. It was like card a game. runway model <laughs> card game, trending dress I game or something. I played that once with you guys and was like, "This is lame," and didn't play it with you again. But I mean, it was. I guess just, just the just the connections that were made. Because that's when me and Blake LeBaron started really becoming more closer. Him and Tanner. Mm-hmm. Um, 
gosh, I mean, we had we had Gavin, Kiger, right? We had uh, Ben Hutchinson. You know, when you guys almost moved to high school, that's when Mark kind of just came in, yeah, and assimilated. We, Mark and came like, in our last year, so we had one year with him, right. and we all kind of just like parented in him for that year. You say parented. I well, would I say don't know. Probably sheltered and like, yes, that's a you better guys word. Protected him like nobody's business. We were very protective of Mark, and then he like. All of a sudden, grew four feet and was bigger than all of the rest of you. Yeah, but yeah, that was so. So, community I know is a big part of that. Mm-hmm. That's big for you. But I remember walking in and not knowing what the curriculum you guys were going through were or what that looked like. But Andy and your dad said, "Hey, we're gonna talk about the things you don't normally hear in church, like the weird stories in the Bible." Went through judges. Went through yeah. judges. Yeah. Right? So, like, is there anything like? How did that help form what you believe or, or what church was like? What, was that influential to you? Or? Oh, yeah. No, I think there was – I think that was when my faith kind of started to look like my own faith instead of my parents' faith. Because I remember there was one day where my dad was sick and he wasn't going to go. And I didn't have a ride, so I ended up just walking the group. And he was, like, proud of the fact that even though he didn't go, I still went. Right. And so that kind of, like, is this becoming more of a my thing instead of, oh, my dad's leading it, I might as well go. And so I remember that being kind of like a defining moment for my faith specifically. Yeah. Is there still a story from Judges that you're like, man, I would never have heard that if it wasn't for that oh. group? Oh, yeah. The one that sticks out? The, uh... The, the the king that gets stabbed on the toilet and then oh, okay. and then is dead for like three days or something. Wasn't yeah, he dead for that's a while? The story of Ehud, like yeah, like he's so first off, Ehud's like the only left handed person in the Bible that we see that explicitly stated that he was left handed. Because like to get into the king's court at that time they, they would like frisk them. Mm-hmm. But they only frisk them on one side where the sword would be. And so him being left handed he was able to put the sword on the other side and walk in, oh. and they never checked for it. So that's why it's oh. they didn't check that side thinking he was right-handed. Interesting. And so he goes in, and he kills this king, and uh, yeah, it's been a while since I've read it. I don't even know why he was doing this, but he needed to go kill this guy. And so he stabs this dude, but he's so overweight that when Ehud stabs him in the stomach, it says that his fat folds swallow the sword Ugh. and he lost his sword in the body of this dude right That's and disgusting. then he hops out the window and leaves but the guards let them they don't go and check on him for like a day and a half but they go in finally because of the smell because they're like here's the thing you cut someone in the stomach what yeah. happens they're, all their stomach falls out yeah and they're like oh he's just Depending on your translation, it says relieving himself, or maybe some translations even kind of take it on the side where you get this connotation of maybe he farted, maybe he pooped, but like they were used to a smell like that coming from this man. Yeah. And so they just kind of let it be for like a day before checking on him because eh, he's a big dude that smells bad, and it's, it's not, yeah. he bled out because of that. Oh, that's you why don't think is, you don't think he would like that's yelled? Such a weird story. Right? Yeah. Like. Weird. That's one of the only stories from Judges I remember because it was really? so obscured. 
So I, I remember you guys going through Judges. I remember you guys going through Ecclesiastes. Mm-hmm. Um, and, and I know for me, that's a book that's been very formative for me. Does, is there anything from that era of going through Ecclesiastes with Andy and your dad? Like, does that ring any bells? Just the overall tone of the book. It's a very interesting book because it's so depressing until you read the end. Mm. And it's you, you're reading it and it talks about how Life is meaningless. Nothing's worth anything. And then at the very end, it says, this is all true if you don't have God. Right. But if you do have God, then life is meaningful. It, everything is worth something. And so it was just interesting to see this, the kind of like the story arc of Ecclesiastes right. going from depressing to like, oh, like this actually means something. Yeah. So... <coughs> You're coughing and I'm sniffing. It's, it's, it's a rough time. It's after Christmas. Yeah. We'll leave it in now. Because, yeah, like, it's after Christmas. This oh, is just the way things are. You can do ASMR. No, coughing, we're sniffing. not doing that. <laughs> Jeffrey's been begging to do this whatever it's called. ASMR. I, I will not allow that on our podcast. That is creepy and weird. Fine. Um, now, Jeffrey, um, you, you went through that group. It was pretty formative for you of what community could look like. You, I remember things from that era. Uh, you went from having your father and Andy Westby as leaders for you, mm-hmm. and you went to the high school group. And who led that, and what did that look like for you? Um, so we went from my dad and Andy Westby to Don Mattioni, and I don't know if you know her. Her name's Heather Damani. Yeah, I, I think I've met her once or twice. You, seem, you guys seem like good friends. Yeah. Um, <laughs> um, but it was also interesting because we not only did we change leaders – but we also joined groups with the middle school girls. Mm-hmm. So we went from being a strictly boys group and a strictly girls group to a high school group, which I thought was cool to see because we kind of get into our own like mindset and like our core beliefs within our own group. And then you see like, oh, they have similarities. They have differences. Why is that? Mm-hmm. And so it was pretty fun. I liked it. I didn't talk a lot. I realized that. I I learned more in the small group by listening than I did. But I think that's important to remember, though, because like, there's people like me in small groups who I like to talk. I like to break things down mm-hmm. audibly, right? Like That's how I think. I don't, I don't process inside my own head. I have to wrestle it out, and I'll spew a whole bunch of stuff out and go, yeah, no, that's not good. Let's go some. Let's go this way, and that's how I make it work and make sense in yeah. my head. Is I have to speak it, but sometimes people like me kind of take over small groups. Mm-hmm. We had a lot of those people who would like to control the discussion of the small group and kind of change the the direction of the conversation. What I'm saying is, like you sitting there quiet and observing doesn't mean you're disengaged. Right. Like we have to remember that in small groups that sometimes when, when you're thinking through something some, or you just want to listen. Mm-hmm. Like for, for me, like on staff chapel this last week, worship was going on and I just sat back the whole time silent. And, and I had a better response to worship than I normally do just because I was able to sit and listen to people. Yeah. And I think that's, that's huge. I mean, the grow groups, we have those new guidelines that we go through and part of it's that, right? Like, 
allowing people to be quiet and process, but also saying like, hey, sometimes you're going to have someone like me who over talks and you're going to need to say, Nick, stop. You're saying too much. Jeffrey, hey, you've been quiet for a while. What's going on? Mm-hmm. And our leaders can call that out and say, like, hey, I want to I want to hear from you yeah. where you're processing. Because sometimes what you're processing, I need to hear. Because mm-hmm. I'm just trying to get there. And I'm verbalizing. And then as soon as someone else says it, I'm like, oh, that's exactly what I was trying to say, but I couldn't get there. Oh, yeah. So you had Dawn and you had Heather. Yes. Um, so that group is another one that I remember quite a lot of people in the room. I mean, you had Sandra and Jessica and... Um, you know, Blake and Sarah and Sammy and Kennedy and yeah. Mark came in earlier than he should have. And yeah. he was the only boy in the middle school's group at the time that was coming to the middle school small group. So he said, yeah, just jump in the high school group. And Which, funny enough, he was one of the most influential people oh, absolutely. in that group. Yeah, he's like you. He's, he's such, well, he's quiet, but he's such a deep thinker. When you get that oh, yeah. thought from him, you're just like blown away. Um, I think that group too, like I, I remember watching Dawn and Heather, and if you didn't catch on earlier, Heather is my wife. Um, <laughs> watching Heather and Dawn lead together, mm-hmm. they are so opposite on some of their beliefs and how they approach things and how they do things. Mm-hmm. And they had so much conflict as leaders that brought you guys to a point that you're like, oh, wow, like I can actually disagree on something. And yeah. take it from just, hey, I'm learning scripture and I'm reading the Bible story to I disagree with something and I'm, I'm struggling mm-hmm. with this. And how do I fight through that? And they modeled that well and respected each other. And they still do. Um, you, I mean, seriously, you were so lucky. With oh, yeah. Your leaders that oh. you had, your, your trajectory. Here. Oh, yeah. I wish I would have realized it then how influential they would be because I was kind of a snotty middle school boy not wanting to listen or participate. Now I wish I would have a lot more. So in the high school four years, Mm -hmm. did, did, yeah, uh, Heather and Don went all the way through four years with you. I'm pretty sure. There were some times where we brought in a third leader. Right. Um, We brought in Gabe for Uh a little while and Alana came in. Yeah. So in those time frames, is there something that you're like, man, like, that was a discussion I remember. Or that was a topic that I remember we de- debated well. I don't, nothing comes to my mind right away. And here, that's what I was thinking that would probably be the case. Because the reality is, in, in the role that I'm in, I do a lot of prep work on topics and series and teachings. And the reality is people don't remember them. Yeah. What people remember is, man, like, you were in a group where you could wrestle with what you believe Mm -hmm. in a safe place to do that. And you got skills developed Mm -hmm. on how to further your faith. And it wasn't so much about the individual teaching as much as it is about you guys figuring out what faith is and what does it mean to struggle and wrestle and ask questions. Yeah. Um, I mean, there were some times where we never even opened up the Bible on a Thursday night. And that's... We were just discussing as a group. And one of the things I took most from that group is asking genuinely, how are you guys doing today? Right. Because trying to force a lesson 
onto a group that is not doing okay is not going to work. Yeah. And so they both, I mean, all four of them took the time to genuinely ask us how we were doing and then they responded and actually cared for us. Yeah. I mean, and that, that's what we talk about with girl groups, right? Like mm-hmm. living life together. Yeah. I mean, it's a place where on a Sunday when I'm doing a teaching is not the place to say to every person in that room, how are you doing and where are you struggling? Because I don't want to call somebody out in front of 30, 40 people and say, hey, tell us your biggest struggle right now. Mm-hmm. But in a small group community... You're able to do that. You're able to ask for help and wrestle through things and support each other. And that's yeah. that's huge. So, with all of that leading to the only question I wanted to ask. Uh, why are you leading Thursday Night Small Groups? I could say, because it's part of my job now, but I won't. Well, you were doing it before you were in the Yeah. Um, I don't know. I just... Being in youth ministry, I've kind of like had this, I don't know, kind of, I don't know how to describe it. It's kind of like a belief of, or a saying, or a quote of, be the person that you needed when you were growing up. Mm. And I kind of just, I did have a lot of support in middle school, but I just didn't have somebody who wanted to like live life with me until high school. Uh, Jordan Luger being a big part of that. Um, so just, I guess just being that person that's like willing to hang out with the students or willing to talk about the stuff that nobody else wants to talk about with the students. Um, just being there, just knowing that I'm there for them is one of the main reasons why. So you mentioned, um, being that person for other students and you talked Mm -hmm. about, you didn't feel like you had that in middle school. Um, one... I just want everyone who's listening to please come talk to Jeffrey or me and ask for, quote, unquote, the Jeffrey photo. Because there, there's no. a picture of Jeffrey in middle school that will explain oh. so much of that. Um, because, oh, oh gosh, it's beautiful. No. It's, it's Jeffrey with a mid-puberty, dirty mustache <laughs> that, um, with shaggy we? hair and... <sighs> Glasses. And glasses, a t-shirt that's like blue tie-dye with two wolves howling at the moon oh. on it. I mean, it is, and I was wearing gym shorts in the Burger King parking lot. It is gorgeous, right? Like, it is such an amazing picture of awkward middle school years, right? Yet, somehow, you were the kid that, like, every girl in the youth group was like, oh, my gosh, he's so cute. And we, as leaders, were like, <laughs> is him? He, is he funny? <laughs> Why him? Ugh. But, like... You think that there weren't leaders wanting to pour into you in that moment necessarily. Jordan's yeah. the one that you recognize that with. Yeah. And I think probably I mean I don't no, no, I don't deny the fact that there were trying that there were leaders trying to help right. me out. But here's the thing. That's so much of all of us. Yeah. Like I think back to one of my youth my youth pastors was all sarcasm all the time. Mm-hmm. And and I have to check myself because I, I am like that at times too, but with him, I felt like he hated me and he wanted nothing to do with me, and it killed me. And so, like, I viewed it as he was mean and he didn't want me around. He viewed it as I'm comfortable with you enough that I can joke with you. And yeah. So we're gonna joke and we're gonna have a good time. And I didn't get that until I was out of high school, and I was like, oh hmm. my gosh, he actually did like me and care for me. And yeah. I think in middle school and high school, it's hard for us to 
recognize that the volunteers that are there are actually there. I think a lot of them with the same thought you have. Mm-hmm. I want to be that somebody that I didn't have. Yeah. You know, that's why that's why I got into youth ministry was my life was changed because of youth leaders that I did have. And I want to be that for somebody else. And, you know, that that's such a big piece, but it's so often assumed by our students that you're only there because you're the intern or I'm only there because I'm paid to be there. But you were leading before you were the intern. Mm-hmm. I've been leading in the middle school group since I was a sophomore. Right. And you've got so many of these volunteers that Jim's been doing it for 40-something years. Oof. And yeah. he's doing it volunteer. Mm-hmm. How, how do you do something for 40-something years unpaid and think that he doesn't want to be there to care for the individuals in the group? Yeah. A lot, another thing is a lot of people think that it's only a Sunday morning thing or right. a Thursday night thing. Now, there's been times where I've been up till 1 o'clock. Yeah. Talking with students that need somebody to talk to. Well, we were just we're we're about to record um, another podcast that I'm working on tomorrow, and in our first run through going through the topics, we talked about you. Mm-hmm. We talked about that first year that you were volunteering, and you got a call in the middle of the night from a student who was going through the worst experience of their life, mm-hmm. and you knew everyone involved but they knew that you were a safe place to go to. And, like, that was chaos for all of us. And, and yeah. I remember going to the Over the Hill for that conference where basically we got a free counseling session. The <laughs> two of us were sobbing because we didn't know how to process what was going on in the group. Yeah, And we needed it was rough. some outside perspective. But, like, those of us that are, are volunteers in this, we do get those midnight calls. We do get those late moments where man, we're not doing this because it's easy or fun or something just to do on a Sunday morning. Like, there's a lot that comes with this because we actually care about the students. Yeah. And so, like, if you're a student listening to this, I just want to say this. Um, we're here for you. And we've, we are doing this because people have done it for us. And we needed someone to point out who Jesus was. We needed someone who was willing to walk through the hard things, the weird questions, the awkward moments, and um, we're willing to do that with you. And so, yeah. Anything yeah. you want to say at the end? Um, it's kind of a joke thing, and I'm probably going to regret saying it, but... I'll edit it the, uh, No, I won't. <laughs> uh, the main reason why I started coming to Bible study on Thursday nights is because there was a girl that I really liked. Who also went. I won't name her because it'll get awkward. I think I know. You probably do. Um, Married now? To someone else, not you. Right. Yes! Um, <laughs> uh, really, we there. can edit it if you want. Yeah, that's fine. Um, but yeah. But now she's like one of your best friends. Oh, yeah. And no, so yeah. is her husband. And like, yeah. Yeah, we come for stupid reasons, but God uses that. Right. right? And so, like, I mean, that's huge too. Whatever your reason you're in youth group, if you're in our youth group, which I assume you are if you're listening to this, that's the reason you're here. But be open to leaning into where God's talking to you, what you what's being talked about. And mm-hmm. like we said, it's not about the topic being discussed in the moment. It's about you know, we learn things about our faith that helps us figure out how to practically follow Jesus. Yeah. And then take steps forward and take more steps forward.
Should we put the middle school photography photo as the thumbnail for this podcast episode? Do you think that would throw things off? So we... Okay. Thanks for listening. See you guys. See you guys.